This episode of Whatever is sponsored by you. You can help support the show by being a Patreon member. Go to www.patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. And for just five bucks a month, you get early access to episodes. Only five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. Because this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Whatever with Jason Soto, the comedy podcast that only paid $100 in taxes last year. I'm not really sure what the big deal is, you guys. I don't, I don't know what you're all going on about. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Soto. Uh, joining me, as always, is my uh, compatriot, Mary Mitchell. Hi, Mary. Hello, Jason. Hello, everybody listening. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing this week, Mary? Whoa. I'm doing okay, Whoa. I suppose. That was, Just... a, that was a sigh. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, wow. You all right? Is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, just 2020 is just, just exhausting, you know? It's like, ugh. Ooh. Every day is something and something and something and something. Yeah, oh. normally I ask you that, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. This today was like, <sighs> Yeah, you know, just... This whole <laughs> year is just... No, I feel you. No, I, I definitely, I, I feel you. Just now. Every uh, day, it's like, ugh, I don't know, I'm particularly... I know. Exhausted today. Just I I understand. Like, I completely understand. <laughs> Trust me. Are you me. sick of 2020? I know yeah. talks about how much this year sucks, but it's super annoying every single day. Yeah, like I'm I'm on two fences about it, right? It's like, yes, I am tired of 2020. I wish just everything would just end already. But I'm also at the same time sick of memes about 20 how horrible yeah, 2020 no, is. I, and every time I feel like I'm annoyed by 2020, it's like, oh, don't be one of those people. Yeah. You know, don't be one of those like, oh, 2020. But it is. It's, yeah. Oh god. And I was like thinking, I just wanted, you know, remember like the 90s when like people were not insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so i think i well i was a teen i was a teenager and i didn't really pay much attention to like the news and the world and stuff yeah so i don't i don't know uh i was just like you know waiting for the next don't Temple pilots album to come out and i know i wish it was that yeah just, <laughs> just no. um just no yeah no i i i completely agree um but uh, I mentioned Patreon at the beginning of the show. I want to talk about something kind of cool we're doing. Um, I might have mentioned this like before. But I had to put it on hold, but we're going to do it again. Um, <clears throat> if you go to patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto, I set it up so now we have goals. Um, so what that means is we're trying to reach a certain level uh, in our Patreon. And once we reach that level, we will do a thing. And so the level we're, we're doing, we got two levels. I got two levels up there. The first one is $50. Um, and if we reach $50, uh, you are going to subject Mary and I uh, to watch every single Fast and the Furious movie in a row on the same day in the same setting. This might take 14 hours. might take 
24 hour. I don't know. I really don't know how long it'll take for us to get through because there's like nine movies. If I die in the process, I promise that my family won't charge you with murder or manslaughter or anything. Just it'll be, you know. Yes. It'll, it's for a good cause. It's for a good cause. We're doing this for charity, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> we are doing this for charity. We're, we're going to be donating some money to the uh, Best Friends Animal Society. Yes. Uh, Mary, you want to tell people about the Best Friends Animal Society? Yeah. It, it's a great charity that helps animals. It helps, you know, um, shelters get what they need, blankets, medicine, helps with adoptions, it helps with, you know, everything that pets need, and we all love pets, so do it for them, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a good cause. Agreed, yes, absolutely. Animals are cool. Yes. Um. So, yeah, so when we reach $50, we will do this, and we will donate all $50 to the uh, Best Friends Animal Society. Um. Then the second goal is if we can get to a hundred dollars, um, around Christmas time, uh, Mary and I will watch all five Silent Night, Deadly Night films. And yes, there was five of those things. <laughs> um, people only know the second one because of the famous meme that's that sprung from it. Um, which, in case anyone doesn't know, it's. Garbage day! Oh, is that what that's from? That is exactly Holy what that's shit. from. Oh, yep. That's, oh, that's awesome. So that's the second movie. There's three movies after that. So keep that in mind. But <laughs> but uh, if we can get a hundred dollars, yeah. if we can get a hundred dollars, we will do that, and all a hundred dollars will be donated to UNICEF, uh, which is an organization that helps children all around the world, keeps them safe, gets them clothed, gets them medicine, keeps them healthy and alive, and uh, does all kinds of neat, wonderful things for children uh, because you know Christmas and children kind of go together, right? That you know that that, that makes sense. I I feel. Yeah, um, I'd say so. So uh, right now, how it's set up, how the Patreon goals are set up, is if you already are a Patreon member, you have already donated to this goal. So we are thirty-five dollars into our goal right now. Um. So that means we are about fifteen dollars away from reaching fifty and having to watch Fast and Furious. Um, I know that Jr. really wants me to sit through. Well, it. he wants me to do it. Tell him to go to Patreon.com/slash whatever with Jason Soto, and he can donate five or ten dollars uh, to the cause, and that'll get us closer to uh, doing it. So, um, I know I love that your husband's supporting this because <laughs> this means you're going to be like busy the entire like a full day uh, like a whole day uh, <laughs> oh my god so yeah the fact that, he, that he's like yeah go for it sure no he, no he's like this needs to happen you need to suffer through these <laughs> i think he made a hashtag that said hashtag mary must watch yeah he did <clears throat> so, so yeah I got so. no choice at this point, so. <laughs> <laughs> so suffer through it. Does yeah, it's it, it, I don't yeah I don't know and I don't know how long each movie. I feel like they're long. I feel like they're like two hours each, <laughs> just because they're like modern day like actiony flicks and like no movie can be under an hour and a half anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> but I I don't I don't know for sure. I really don't know. I I've I've only seen the first movie. Back when it was like a new thing, like back in two thousand one, because uh, you know I was like, eh, okay, I guess I'll give this a watch. As everyone's talking about it, it ended up being like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I can't even imagine what the sequels are like. Um, oh, oh my god! So, Cars. so we'll yeah, we'll see. So we will see. 
So fifty bucks, we get to watch Fast and the Furious. Uh, Hundred dollars, we're gonna watch all of Silent Night, Daily Nights around Christmas time. Patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. You could donate five dollars. You could donate ten dollars um, uh, to our cause, and uh, we will give that money to charities. It's it's hundred all of it, all the hundred percent. Of the fifty and a hundred dollars will go to those charities. We're not going to keep none of it. We're not going to tax it. We're not going to do any shady, uh, you know, put it in the Bahamas account, like nothing <laughs> like that. We're we're hundred percent of it Our will go offshore. Yeah, okay. offshore. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, offshore accounts. Yes. No, we're not going <laughs> to do that. We'll do the offshore accounts for other things, <laughs> other things that we're getting money for, like the masks that I sold. That's that's in the offshore accounts, but um. <laughs> But the uh, yeah, but this will hundred percent go to charity. I will post screenshots of me giving the money to the charities, and we'll show you guys on the Facebook group, so you guys will all know I'm being honest and upfront. I'm not the president, so. Um, with that said, uh, yeah, let's uh, move on. Um, let's just recreate a conversation we just had a minute ago. Uh, I'm talking to you from a loner chair. Um, you know how like you get into a car accident and you you have to get a loaner car. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I was like, that's a long silence. Like, <laughs> no, I heard something outside. I saw somebody came in my driveway. Oh no! Ooh, intruder alert. Yeah, no, nobody's there. There's something next to me. But anyway, yes, I know. So okay, so I bought a new chair uh, over the weekend. I'm very excited about it because I've I've. My history with like desk chairs is really crappy. I've always got like the crappiest like chairs like in the world. I've always got like those like fifty dollar fake leather <laughs> chairs that like fall apart within yeah. like months. And I'm using one of those right now that I've had for about seven years. So is it falling apart and flaking away? It's and... apart. It had black leather all over it, but it's just completely fallen off. And yeah, do you have the. Just... Do you have the it's duct tape? And... Do you have the duct what? tape on it? Do you have the duct tape on Not it? Not yet. Keeping it in? But I have a feeling I'm going to. It's going in that direction for sure. I've been like wanting a new computer chair. It's very uncomfortable. It's rickety. It's mm. squeaky. And... Yeah. Ugh. It's just bad. It's so I bought bad. myself a uh, a gaming chair, um, which I found out there's like several types of gaming chairs, um, because there are some that like have like lumbar support in the back. They have like a fancy headrest. Uh, they got some where the arms like completely like move out from the chair. Like it's really wild how many styles of uh, gaming chairs there are in the world. Uh, I bought like a very simple one, just you know, nothing real, no fancy. Like lumbar. one of those, you know, like those expensive PewDiePie style ones with like yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Just not the super expensive ones. Um, I, I, I got, like, I guess I got the most basic gaming chair you could get. Um, but, uh, I just, I said, okay, well, this chair that I'm using now, you know, the, my, my, now my old one, um, I have no room for it just to kind of hang around or whatever. So I put on Facebook, I was like, Hey, who wants this chair? It's free. You know, you just got it. The only thing you gotta do is you have to come pick it up because I don't drive. And I'd have no way to get it to you. So if you can come to my house, it's yours, absolutely free. And a friend of mine said he'll take it. And so uh, he came by actually before we record it and took it. Um, but the thing is, my new chair is not coming to tomorrow. <laughs> so I have to. I'm using this like folding chair that I got. 
um, stashed away. Uh, the idea for these folding chairs was when I have friends over. Um, but I haven't had like friends over even before the pandemic, like in years. <laughs> like, like, so they just been kind of hanging around in my bedroom because we don't have like storage space in this apartment. And so, so they're just like in our bedroom, like propped up against the wall, and it's four of these things. Um, and I got these also for free uh, for my job because for some reason my job likes throwing away furniture. Hmm. I, I don't know why. <laughs> like I feel like they could like find a way to like donate these to places or something, but they're just like eh, throwing the fucking dumpster or what is the fuck ever. <laughs> so there I go diving into the dumpster, saving all these chairs. Um, so that's um. And now it's reaping its benefits. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, uh, have you ever gone dumpster diving? No, <laughs> no. Like okay, I don't uh. mean like. I don't mean literally, like, I don't mean you climbed into a dumpster and... I can honestly say I have never picked anything out of the trash. Okay. Like, Even, like... No. Really? <laughs> never, no. no, 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 no. Okay. I, I... Okay, I have a few times, um, mainly from places I work at, because they always throw away, like, good, usable stuff. I don't, like, go out of my way to go to, like, places and do it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... I'm not like, okay, I'm off today... I'm going to go to, I don't know, grocery store and let's see what food they're throwing away. Like, I don't do that. Just so everyone, everyone's <laughs> clear about that. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not that bad. All right. <laughs> Even if there was like something in there that I'd want and if it was good, I'd feel real like ooky about picking through the trash to get to it. You know, like it's just ugh, okay. trash. But what like, if it's like not, what if it's like right on top? And it was in a box, and the box is okay, you know, there's no garbage on it. And you look inside the box, and it's like, I don't know, a very rare British, I'm trying to think of something you would like, a very rare British movie. What if it's that dinosaurs, 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 dinosaurs <laughs> movie? What if that, somebody... That, that's the exception. I would take that, yeah. <laughs> okay. I would probably risk life and limb to obtain that, so yeah. <laughs> So if somebody was throwing away a box that had like five copies of dinosaurs, 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 you would jump in and you would get those. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. If okay. it's something like that, but if it's like, oh, look, there's a, a microwave. I don't know. Okay. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have to be something like really special. Like. All right. Okay. Cause like, so my, so I had a, for three months I worked at a bookstore uh, like a, it's a used bookstore that you take, like, you know, if you want to get rid of like movies and books and CDs and stuff, you take it to the store and then they'll buy it from you and then they sell it at a jacked up price, but they sell it. Um, uh, it's called half price books. There's a, there's a bunch in the country, but I don't know where they're I at love exactly. Those are like my favorite things. In the I agree. I, I, I love fucking... like antique bookstores, used bookstores. Oh, <clears throat> I wish I could like live in one of those. So I worked at one of those for three months, and I, you know, before I loved the store, I was like, "Oh man, this is the best store ever." And when I was looking for a job, uh, I I applied there. Actually, I think that was the first place I applied to, if I remember correctly. I was like, "Oh well, I guess I'll go work at Half Price Books." Uh, and then they actually called me for an interview, and they hired me, and I was like, "Yes." Um, was it like a like one of those bookstores that's like really? tightly packed with all sorts of old books um, and it has that old book smell or is it more open and like you know 
it's more open, but it it's it's like it's like kind of like both. There there's a lot of bookshelves with a lot of books and CDs and movies and records and board games and puzzles and like it's got everything. That's cool. Um, but it's kind of open. Um, and here's the thing, it did have a smell. Uh, like you know, it had this that old like store smell. You know what I mean? Like the kind of I don't know, explain it. Like if you do go into like an antique store, it has like a kind of like a musty old yes, smell. I love that. Smell. Okay, well, don't go work at a store because then you get used to the smell, and now I don't smell it anymore. Oh. I haven't been. I I I left that job December of 2018, and to this day, when I go back, I do not smell that smell anymore. Oh, that's but I used to I smell love the it. Smell of old books. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. I have so many old books too. I have like a book that was my great aunt's, and inside it's like um, written in pencil, like to Emma, Ooh. 1942. It's like oh. that. It's so old it is, and it smells amazing. Like every time you open, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, it's amazing. I no, love yeah, I like that too. Um. <laughs> Oh, anyway, so at so when I got hired in at the store, so they're teaching me everything. Like you know, they're like, "This is how, you know, people bring in their stuff. It goes to behind this counter. We then sort them. Uh, we sort them by either. Uh, so they do it by they look it up in a computer, and if they have like a billion of whatever. Okay, one of the things that they stopped taking altogether is Twilight books, like. <laughs> Any of them. Like, if you bring in a Twilight book, they'll take it. But what they end up doing is is they throw it away. It's um, a good thing to do with it, a Twilight book. Yeah, I'm using, it, I'm using it as an example. But, yes, that is a very perfect thing to do with the Twilight books. But, <laughs> I mean, insert Twilight with anything that they have, like, a thousand of. Um, but I just use it as an example. Because I remember I found it hilarious that they had a sign behind their counter that says, uh, do not shelve Twilight books. And they actually have like a protocol of like, you got to put it into this bin because <clears throat> they have like a garbage bin that they just fill with these books and uh, movies and stuff that they're not going to put out on the shelves. And so then eventually when it gets filled up, they take it out to the dumpster. Now their dumpster is not like a typical dumpster. Like it's not full of garbage and stuff. It's just filled with like books and magazines and CDs and DVDs and movies that they're not going to sell. But the cold word for this that they tell customers when when they do this is to say they're going to donate this. So <laughs> which cracked me the fuck up because I'm like, "Oh, okay, like who are you donating this to? Like, you know, Goodwill or poor people?" And they're like, "No, nah, we just don't in the dumpster." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so literally once a week I will go to that dumpster and I will take stuff out because they will they've stopped taking certain VHS tapes and so they will throw these out and I'm like fuck not on my fucking watch like are you fucking kidding me right now <laughs> so because of that job I got like a thousand VHS tapes that I saved because they were going to throw them out I can't and, bring myself to throw away VHS tapes. I know we talked about this last week, but they're like, no. Yeah, yeah. How? How? So, well, you know, yeah, this, this is a store doing this. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, if you go to the store and uh, they say, you know, oh, we can't give you any money for it, but, you know, we'll take it off your hands and donate it. That's what they're doing. They're just throwing it in the dumpster. So, 
There you go. Little insider <laughs> trick. You know, they're probably going to sue me or some shit, but I don't give a fuck. I wasn't... Also, let's be honest. Some books and things deserve to be in the dumpster. That's, there's no better place for them. Like True. Twilight. Twi- Twilight, yes. Twilight. Yes. Now, I don't know if they did that to the movies. I think they kept the movies. Ooh. I think they kept the movies, what's, but what's through the books. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I, well, that's kind of like a chicken and the egg kind of thing, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, but... That's really, that fad just completely died down the Twilight thing. Like, you don't hear mm-hmm. anybody talking about it unless it's like, you know, ironically, like we're doing now. Right, right, right. Well, see, I don't know. I think it's going to pick up again because supposedly she wrote a new Twilight book. Oh, Christ. And actually, I think I talked about that on this very podcast, but you weren't here. Hmm. Um, yeah, she wrote a new book. And, uh, and then, of course, the whole thing about, well, they got to make a movie, obviously. But then, like, Robert Pattinson, like, spoke out against Twilight and was like, yeah, I'm done with that shit. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, he's a good actor, too. I mean... He's not bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It seems like he has more range than Twilight. Exactly. So I don't I don't know how they're going to do this. I'm very curious. I'm very very curious if they're going to recast him. And I don't like Kristen Stewart too, like you know, I feel like she's kind of over it. She's not as vocal about it, but I feel like, you know, she has gone on to other things and um you could just replace her with like cardboard (laughs) the same exact thing and cheaper (laughs) here's the thing about kristen stewart her her career arc after twilight took an interesting turn because it was like she also like was trying to put twilight behind her so then she, she basically did like what disney stars did when you know when they were kids and they become adults is they do like a complete like 180 they're and then like the, Miley Cyrus like wear a dildo and a sparkle. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so Kristen Stewart is like in all these like movies where she's like showing her tits and she's oh. like, yeah, I'm lesbian now, and she makes out with girls in movies and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, I'm very curious who they're gonna cast for the. If I mean, I don't know nothing about the book. If it's even gonna be like a, you know, I, I, I kind of heard it's supposed to be from uh, the dude's point of view. Because uh, I guess the book series are from her point of view, I think. Someone correct us on that. I don't know. <laughs> it came from a really interesting time in like the like 2010s, early 2010s, mm-hmm. when shit books were popular. Remember Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, like, yeah. Fucking, like, seriously? Like, if you have Twilight on your bookshelf, I feel like there's a 95% chance you also have Fifty Shades of Grey on there. So, I'm sure you know this. I'm just going to say it. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fanfic. You knew that, right? What? You didn't know that? No. Wait, I, isn't okay. Fifty Shades of Grey a completely different like universe and well, characters? Okay. So, um, it started out... It's, I think... Okay, if I remember the story... My, my friend Nick kind of explained all this to me. So, I'm trying to remember what he said. It started out, the writer went on like a fan forum or something and wrote the story of Fifty Shades of Grey, but with the characters of Bella and Edward, I think that's their names. And so you have to you have to put those characters into the Fifty Shades of Grey-like universe, and that's what, the, I think it's a she, I think that's what she wrote. Then it took off. Like, it got huge. It was very popular. 
So she ended up getting a publishing deal, but because Twilight's a copyright thing, she had to like change stuff around a little bit. So she changed the character's name. She changed some of the situations a little bit, but it, it it's it's roots were in uh wow. in Twilight is- fanfic, yes. I don't want to knock okay, I'll uh, I'm going to knock fan fiction. Fan fiction's fucking <laughs> stupid, but you know, this makes Fifty Shades of Grey even more pathetic to me. <laughs> I don't get fan fiction's the cringiest thing. If that's your thing and you like writing fan fiction, whatever, I think it's super cringy and weird as fuck. You know, like, mm. they always, like, make characters, like, having relationships that don't, ugh, just, no. And if something's <laughs> not yours, don't, like, write it, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> How do you feel about fan fiction, Jason? Um... Not as passionately as you. Um, I don't. I don't mind it. You know, because I mean, keep in mind, I'm also a writer, so you know, this this is kind of like I'm being but biased. As a writer, I'm it being biased here. Also, that like if somebody took your characters and made their own stories about I, them, that honestly, I'm be honest, completely, one hundred percent honest. I would be flattered. Hmm. I would be really honestly flattered. Now it depends on what angle they go with, right? Like, so my main character in my stories is a guy named David. Now if they did a thing where it's like, you know, they had David get like raped by like a tentacle monster and he gets pregnant. <laughs> that might bother me. Some fandoms—that's like how it is. Like some fandoms, they have like their. But not weird all of it's like that. What? Not all fanfic is like that. No, but it's still cringy though. Like I, I just feel like there's something about it that's. Just like, I don't know. Just I don't know. I don't like, like it. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not for a me. few. I don't know if you remember this. A few months ago, we were. I was watching The Sopranos, and I was talking to you about it. And we came across that episode of The Sopranos where uh, Doctor Melfi got raped. And uh, and then I asked you like, did that ever come up again? And you were like, no. And then I said, I bet there's a fanfic where it did. And sure enough, I looked it up, and there was. Oh, see that. That's, but okay, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Before I, you go I, off, wait, wait, wait. That's wrong. No. <laughs> but I, lo- I read it, and it was just like you know, someone just continued the story. There was no, there was no sex. And it wasn't sad. It wasn't really a sex. Uh, it was just like what this person would think Tony would do if he found out. You know, Doctor. Sorry for spoilers. If anyone's never seen The Sopranos, I'm sorry. Uh, but what would happen if uh, he found out about the rape? And that's it was kind of in- it was kind of interesting. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like that, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna me lie. To the very core of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Especially it's The Sopranos. No. But it's not like they were like. Okay, so they, so you know, Tony put on like a strap on with a knife on it, and then fucked the yeah, dude in the. Still, like he didn't do that. Like eloquently written thing. No, like the, like that. No, just no. Like The Sopranos is David Chase's creation. Let him be the one to dictate what happens with the characters. You know, like I, I George R. R. Martin hates fan fiction of people making stuff out of a song of ice and fire because mm. it's weird and it's like that's his thing like if he wouldn't do something you know you don't have permission to like that's the same thing as like say if i like wrote a song mm-hmm. in the style of the beatles and then i said oh this is a beatles song it's like no it's not <laughs> it's just you copying the fucking beatles you know like just because you wrote it doesn't mean that it's part of the canon of you know whatever universe you well... want it to be I don't know if they're claiming to be part of the. I think they're just. Yeah, but it's just there's something weird about that, you know. I mean, it's just, 
it's like it's like the same thing as like people who like fictionalize history like you can't just like take something that doesn't belong to you and change it you know and be like oh well in my world it does it's like come up with your own freaking story and characters you know just don't like take somebody else's idea and think that you have some sort of you know i don't know that you're gonna Mm -hmm. make it better or just as good or anything like that even if it's not something weird like sexual or anything i just think it's no i have like over the years read some very interesting fan fiction um there's two I'm going to point out here. One of them is Quantum Leap. Um, none of them got sexual that I recall. They were just like various stories, you know, of just Sam leaping into people and doing stuff. Uh, some of them got weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, like there was this one where he leaped into a guy who was addicted to heroin. And so then Sam was addicted to heroin <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was really weird. Um but for the most part, yeah, uh there was one where uh they did a uh quantum leap MST3K crossover where he leaped into Joel. What? And then yeah, and then he had to watch uh oh what was it? I want to say it was that Ringo Starr movie 1 million BC or whatever that's called. You know what I'm talking Caveman? about? Caveman, yeah. Sorry. Was it wait? Now I'm confused. Hang on. No, 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 no. I don't think I mean the Ringle Star one. I'm sorry. The Raquel Welch one. That's the one. Oh. Hang on. Let me Google it. Hang on. Anyway, they were watching that. And then the writer like was just riffing this movie. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. It was actually kind of interesting. Um which is gonna lead me to my second fanfic, which is MST three K fanfic. And you're probably asking, how is that possible? How do they do MST3K fanfic? Uh, that's not sexual. By the way, all these have not been sexual, not in the least bit. Um, I'm where you know people think fanfic, they immediately go to like sex stuff. These are all the ones that I've read that had no sex stuff whatsoever. So it's not like Mike was giving it to the bots or anything. But um, <laughs> I'm sure that exists somewhere. But <laughs> n- none of the ones that because there was a, I don't know if it exists anymore, but there was a website that collected all the MST3K fanfic, and I read it all because you know I was a goober back in my twenties. And um, but um, the MST3K fanfic was good only because they would make fun of the bad fanfics of other properties. So, like, they would uh, do, like, if someone wrote, like, a fanfic of Star Trek and it was just, like, written terribly, they would, like, in the fanfic of the MST3K make fun <laughs> of like it. more of, like, a satire. Of- yeah. So, you know, like, they would show, like, the paragraph that the Star Trek fanfic and then it would jump to, like, Mike would make a joke, you know, and then another paragraph or two and then Crow would say something and then Tom would say something and then, you know what I mean? It would jump, like, back and forth like that. So it was really interesting and really funny and, you know, I, I, I have to give them props for, you know, doing two things at the same time, being creative enough to do that and actually and try, and being funny and succeeding. Because that, you know, like, I could do that, and I probably might fail because I'd be, like, you know, making dumb jokes. Um, but the ones I've read were actually really funny. Um, and there was, like, this whole series that there was this MST3K, like, whole series where they did where somebody wrote a fanfic based on, like, a very minor character in Star Trek The Next Generation. 
this one guy was like obsessed with this character, so he wrote all this fanfic about this Star Trek character. And so this MST3K fanfic guy got a hold of it and then just went nuts and it was hilarious. <laughs> so not all fanfic is bad, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I that sounds okay, but most of it just the whole idea of it. It's like anything I see that's like fanfic. <clears throat> no. no. Now there are the sexual ones that I have come across. And those, I don't know. See, I don't know how to. Hmm. They will it's, like take real people and like cut, put them in really weird situations. Yeah. Like famous celebrities. Like, yeah. Reddit, like there's a subreddit called T- terrible fandom memes. Okay. Where yeah. People like take, you know, fandoms. They make like memes out of them. People mm-hmm. are fucking obsessed with like Tom Holland and like creating all these like oh thi- it's weird it's really weird it's like, <laughs> yeah I can like, I can no. I can imagine I can only imagine rule thirty <clears throat> yeah you know what you know what now it's gonna happen it's just gonna open up somebody to make fanfic of us <laughs> yes please somebody write a fanfic of us and have us like, you know going on some sort of like I don't know. Yeah, I would I would like to hear some fan. Here's what I'll do. Email us fanfic at whatever Jason Soto at gmail dot com. Um try not to be too overtly sexual because yeah, me, yeah. me and Mary are just friends and she's married yeah. and I don't want to be uncomfortable. Yes. Um, <laughs> um I don't want to make her I really don't want to make her uncomfortable is basically what I'm saying. If it was just me by myself, I don't care what you do. Uh but don't tone it down the sexual stuff, just make it goofy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to write fanfic of us, you can send it to us directly, and we might read it on the show. So, like a comic I'm, book of the whatever I'm, with Jason Soto podcast. Yes, I'm very curious what's going to happen now. If anyone will do it, I'm very curious. Um, <laughs> we don't now, have fan art either. Right? I feel like we need fan like art? fan art and like you know. Ooh, yeah, that would be neat. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely some fan art. <laughs> Because we've talked about some wild things on the show, so I'd love to see some fan art of all the crazy shit we've talked about. Um, like, you know, fan art of me on a parade from last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, like, in the parade, you're throwing the candy at me and it's hitting me in the face. Yes! Crossover. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, you can do, like, a... Uh, uh, let's see, you can do like a portrait of like Mary holding a picture of USS Grant, like with hearts above her. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we welcome that fan art, fanfic, whatever you guys want to do. Whatever Jason Soto at gmail dot com. That'd be awesome. What do you think the difference is between fanfic and like official like novels based on like? Uh, TV shows and stuff like you know, like Quantum Leap had a bunch of like novels. Yeah, those, like what's um, yeah, what's your like, thoughts on that? Also, like Star Wars novels. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, <clears throat> I guess maybe the difference. I don't know if like the novels are really like approved by the creators or that they're considered canon. If it's like that and it's approved and it's part of the actual like thing, then it's fine. But if it's just like some nerd on his computer, like, and then they kissed and you know, like stuff like that, that's that's the line. If it's not like somebody being paid to make it, you know what I mean? Like, 
See, I've always been confused with the canon of anything. It's like, yeah. It's like something like, you know, Batman. They have all these different incarnations, and it's like, what? Are these all supposed to be the same characters? Or, like, is this the same, you know... I is will... this the same Batman that is the Batman from the 60s? Or am I yeah. supposed to just assume that they're different people? Because it's the same guy, right? Supposed to be, yeah. That's weird. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like that's a good one. Like Batman's a good one because because you do got okay. You got the comic Batman first off. That's which yeah. is completely different than anything else. Um, then you got the '60s Adam West Batman, which they kind of have established a canon with that. Because not only was there a TV show, there was a movie based on a TV show. And he was and like more, it was like a lighthearted thing. Very much so, yeah. So like, and is then, he supposed to be the same Batman like that's all brooding in like the Dark Knight and like this new upcoming one? See, like, I, don't, I don't think he is. Um, because like a few years ago, well, I guess it was probably maybe 10 years ago now, because Adam West died a few years ago. Um, there was a animated... A movie featuring that Batman and Robin, and it featured mm-hmm. Adam West and um, what was that guy's name who played Robin? Oh, Burt Ward. Yeah, Burt Ward. Thank you. I almost said Burt Young, but that's not right. <laughs> 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 Although now I love to see Burt Young as Robin. <laughs> I don't know Batman. Where? Holy cow, Batman! <laughs> Here's my robot. That would be good too. Here's my robot friend that I made. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Someone make fanfic of Burt Young as Robin. (laughs) Please, please, I beg you. That would be awesome. Yeah, Um, that's a fanfic that needs to be like, you know, so and so is this character in, you know, I feel. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. I'd be down for that. Um, but then they like, but then like Tim Burton like kind of restarted it, and I feel like he like was like, okay, we're gonna forget that '60s Batman, and then we're gonna do this Michael Keaton Batman, and then that went into a weird direction, and then Christopher Nolan was like, well, let's forget that Batman. Yeah, like what Batman is? So it's like it's just there's yeah, there's just different. Let's let's look at it as like you know different parallel universes and these are just different universes of bat batman like i guess it's sort of like you know you have like mickey mouse and sometimes he's steamboat willie and sometimes he's the sorcerer's apprentice true 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 yes absolutely but it's i mean it is mickey but and you know what was funny about me saying that was in the comics they did that too they had like different uh timelines of batman there was like there's like a timeline where like uh uh, uh, Bruce Wayne was the one that got killed, so like the the parents became the the oh, heroes. Yeah. Hasn't Batman's like died a bunch of times, right? Yeah, there was one where uh, it was the Joker who had like the Batman origin story uh, mixed with his origin story, so he became like the Batman who laughs. So he's like the Joker, but dressed up like Batman. So that's kind of weird. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's different like comic variations of like batman so you know i don't know it's 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 just different takes on the same character which you know can be interesting yeah yeah keeps the character alive at least yeah i think so different it's just funny that they don't do that with other characters because like the only offshoot of superman is this one called red sun where (laughs) uh he land instead of landing in america he landed in russia 
Wow. And so, and so like, like the Russian government, like, raised, <laughs> raised him. Yeah, it's a very interesting com- – I read the comic, and I'm kind of surprised they didn't make a movie out of it. They might have made an animated movie out of it, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but they don't do that a lot with other things. Yeah, like, you don't see, like <laughs> – Tyrion Lannister, it's like, oh, this is the Tyrion Lannister that, uh, <laughs> a cop. he's a cop this time. Yeah. He's or, a car. And... Or, like, you know, the, yeah, the Lannisters and the, um, uh, fuck, it's been a while since I've seen Game of Thrones. The, uh, the Winterfell people. Starks. Starks, Starks. they switch places, so the Starks are, like, the rich and powerful. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where Ned Stark is, like, alive. And yeah. Played by... I don't know, Bill Murray hmm. or something. Yo, ooh. <laughs> I like to see Bill Murray as Ned Stark. That'd be funny. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that would be very strange. Yeah. I was about to ask you how you felt about something, and now, oh, okay, I remember what it was. Okay. Go back to, let's go back to Tim Burton. How do you yeah, yeah. feel about Tim Burton's career? Like, do you feel like... like after like he was good and then he came out with like horrible pieces of horrible shit like the Alice in Wonderland thing and like the Willy Wonka which is blood boiling to me um like have you I've seen not... those I the last let me look up his movies I think the last one I've seen might have been the Willy well the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because I know I, I I know I didn't see Alice in Wonderland. I saw um, the only I haven't seen those, but I saw Nostalgia Critic. Uh, are, and he pretty much thoroughly covered let's it. Do director. I saw he enough. Did, he did Dumbo, really? What? I didn't know that. Really? That was him. There was another remake. There was a remake of Dumbo. The live action one. What? That was Tim Burton. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that was Tim Burton. Huh? Yeah. I. Disney remakes piss me off. Like, when when are they going to stop? Does anybody um, actually like them? Are they going to be remembered in 20 years? You know what, though? What's funny is the Mulan one didn't do as good as everyone thought it was because they made it serious. Well, yeah, and also, I guess, a lot of uh, Chinese people grew up with Mulan as, a like, a fairy tale that they... Like, it's like a long poem, and um, it goes back, like, hundreds of years and they all say that it's completely missing the mark on what make made Mulan so great to them in their childhood. Um, I saw a video, like a video essay by a Chinese guy who was like saying that he loved Mulan as a kid. It was his favorite thing. And then to see it come out by Disney in the movie theater with the animated version, the mm-hmm. Chinese kids loved that because it was, it was true to the source material and what made Mulan so great. But I guess like the Mulan movie, she doesn't face any of the same struggles. She's just yeah. good all the time. She doesn't learn anything. She's just, you know, power, you know, one of those invincible yeah. badass chicks the whole time. Whereas, like, the first Mulan, she has to, like, learn how to fight and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I heard I it was like, very different. I like the old, the original Disney. Um, okay, so to answer your question about Tim Burton... Um, it looks like I like 90s Tim Burton. Um, first off, I'm sorry, Ed Wood is, like, the best biopic, like, in the fucking world. I don't care. You can throw whatever else at me. I'm gonna say 
Ed Wood is the number one biopic I've ever seen in my life, and that is like a damn fine movie. More that deserved seem to like that. That deserved all of the award. Have you never seen Ed Wood? I know because uh, I have a thing with Johnny Depp. I can't. Oh, uh, uh, you know. Oh my God, you need to just ignore that, and you need to watch it. It is fantastic. It is a wonderful movie. I swear to you, it's not. Yeah, it it you know I it doesn't even feel like a Tim Burton movie. It kind of does, but um, but Pee-wee's Big Adventure is a good one. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, that was his first Pee-wee. one. Uh, Beetlejuice, I'm a fan of. I yeah, like the I like Batman. Beetlejuice. I like the Batman movies. Um, I remember being torn about Edward Scissorhands. I don't like the aesthetics. It's just kind of ugly looking. Like it's it, the... it's weird. Like. Cause, I mean, it's supposed to be the '50s, so I get like what he's going for. Like he's going for that that, that what's that called? That kish to kish 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 kish. Yeah, yeah. but it's like and, he uh, has like that sort of way of doing it, like with the wide angle lenses and the ugly colors that he puts. That's what my thing about Tim Burton movies that I really hate is the the aesthetics of it mm. because it's like just always the same cartoonish, kitschy, kind of gothic. Just yeah, you know, like you know, like I feel like all of his characters, well, they all like have really pale faces, dark hair, tiny, tiny, <laughs> dark lips, and like they're all like gothic and like you know, it's just annoying. Like it's just, like all right, come up with a different fucking character. A lot of them wearing stripes. Like I don't really care too much for a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So I always thought that was unpleasant. Well, so he only produced that. People get that confused all the time. Didn't he design the character of Jack Skellington, though? Uh, well, let me see. Let me look at writer. He might have wrote it. Hang on. Okay, I, fe- I think uh, he designed the character. He did, yes. He did. Yeah, it, ha- it has the Tim Burton look. I mean, it's like... Yeah. I think the- that's why people think he he directed it. He didn't. He didn't direct it. Um, But I think he produced it and wrote it, yeah. yeah. Um, Mars Attacks, I'm... I, I kinda I kinda like it, but I realize it's a terrible movie. It's one of those for me. That, where I, I, I recognize that Mars Attacks. I if, yeah, no. When Mars Attacks came out, I was thirteen, I think. It was ninety six. And I saw it a bunch yeah, ninety six. I was like thirteen and I saw it a bunch of times in the movie theater <coughs> and it scared the living daylight out. <laughs> Like, so bad to the core, I'm not even kidding you. I had multiple nightmares about it. Oh, man, really? I, wow. Yeah, really scary wow. ones. I still remember, like, I would have nightmares about, like, you know, aliens coming in. And, like, I had a nightmare <clears> once when it was really scary where it was, like, I woke up in the middle of the night. And I could see, like, a spaceship outside my window. And I could hear, like, people on a like a radio being like, oh, the aliens are here. And evacuate your house. And I, like went to leave my house but like my parents and my brother had already left and there was like blood all over the house and i could hear the mm. aliens like trying to get in and i'm like ah like it was very scary very scary so every single time i think about but i liked it during the day but then when mm. i have nightmares about it it was like oh don't see that movie again and then i'd see it again in the movie theater mm. <clears throat> but it scared the piss out of me and that's all i can like associate with mars attacks like if i went back yeah. and watched it I'd be like oh god Oh god, that's the thing that yeah. My yeah. my memory of Mars Attacks was it came out the exact same weekend as Independence Day. Yeah, I remember that. And then everyone was like, "Why is there two movies about Martians coming to Earth and attacking <laughs> and blowing everything up at the same time?" It was weird. Um okay, then he did Sleepy Hollow, which I saw in theaters. <clears throat> and I 
I remember liking it back then, yeah, but I, I can't I can't recall anything from it. I remember it being kind of funny in like a, a dry type of way. Yeah. Where it was kind of like half taking itself seriously. I'd probably have to watch it again. Yeah. It's like one of those movies, like a lot of movies that I liked when I was a teenager. I think if I went back, I probably wouldn't like it. Mm, okay. Plus, I wanted Christina Ricci to be my girlfriend, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but... the, the last Tim Burton movie I've seen was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I have not seen anything after that. Um, now, here's my take on this, and you're going to get mad at me, so go ahead and start <laughs> getting angry at me here. I, When people want to remake something that's based on a book... I don't get mad about it because I just feel like it's just another interpretation of the book. You know what I mean? So like Charlie and Chocolate Factory was a book. Then they made the movie in the seventies with Gene Wilder, which was one interpretation of it. Cause it became a musical and it was very whimsy and kind of dark at times, a lot of times. And, uh, uh, and that, and then Tim Burton, you know, made his version. Uh, that's not, completely amused there's like the only time they sing is when the oompa loompas do their thing but that's it like there's no other songs if i remember correctly um so to me like when someone like remakes a movie but it was based on a book i don't look at it as like a remake i just look at it as like okay they're just interpreting this book this source material if it has a source material it doesn't bother me when they remake it but um, so I wasn't all up in arms like everyone else was in 2005 when this came out. Um, well, I mean, it, it's based on the source material, but it completely rapes it, in my opinion. I mean, it's like and also well, the thing that really pissed me off with that was, OK, so t- what Tim Burton said, oh, this is the way you're supposed to do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The original one with Gene Wilder was too corny and it was too heartwarming and wholesome. This is, has to be super dark. And completely dismissing the one that came out in the 70s. And the thing that pisses me off about that is Roald Dahl was involved in the making of that movie. He he allowed everything to happen the way, you know, the way he saw it. He was long dead when Tim Burton got his hands on it. And he completely mm. fucked the material. It's like, you no, know, like, ugh, it's just... To to be, it's kind of cowardly to like wait until somebody's dead to then remake their material and say that's the way it should have been, you know. And I'm a huge lifelong Roald Dahl fan. He's like my favorite author ever, and I feel like that movie is just trying to be like, oh, I'm doing it better, you know. It's my that's my the culmination of my complaining. All right, well, all right. That's I mean that's fair. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not a you know. I'm not a hardcore fan. I'm not foaming at the mouth, you know, or anything. I'm just, I just, you know, I, I like, I like his '90s stuff. I, I fucking love Ed Wood. Like I said, you know, Batman, Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice. I like uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, those are good. You know, I love those movies. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know, well, I think that's his, that's my favorite of his is Pee Wee because that I doesn't was, even yeah. feel like a Tim Burton movie. It just feels <clears throat> no like Pee Wee thing outside of the large Marge part. That yeah okay I'll give you that but that yeah, part like, is amazing. That's totally a Tim Burton move. Like no, you got you got to be honest about one thing. Nobody else could have pulled that off but him. Yes, and I feel like also that was at a point where his that kind of shtick hadn't gotten old yet, so it still works because you can know that it's like before he just did that to death, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, 
Um, all right. Well, so then how do you feel about Beetlejuice 2? Beetlejuice 2? It's been I like I did not in, even know that there was a Beetlejuice Well, <laughs> it's been in development hell like for years. Like, oh. um, they've been trying to get this. They've been trying to get it made like since the first one came out. Um, but they can't. They, they just can't. Yeah, they they just don't seem to uh, be able to get it made. I don't know why. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's kind of like you know, just like maybe sometimes dead is better. No pun intended with Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the cartoon uh, though when I was a kid. You were probably too old for it when it came out, but I like. I remember watching the Saturday morning cartoon. I thought that was fucking amazing. Oh, I remember the cartoon. Yeah, I liked the yeah, cartoon. Yeah, I liked that. was pretty that. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was. You know what? They should have made a movie version of that. I would yeah. be down for that. I would be down for that. They never. You know? Do you remember a couple of years ago when they were gonna make? That Rocco's Modern Life movie. What the fuck? Am I oh yeah, about? I remember right. the, tra- the trailer being like, "That looks pretty good, actually." But I haven't heard anything about that. Um, let's see. Let me see. Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know. I quite like Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, good. Let's see. Did it come <laughs> out? I think it came out. It came out. Rockles Modern Life Static Cling is a 2019 American animated web TV special. 2019. See, I remember seeing trailers back in like probably 2016 or before the election for sure. Uh, it was originally slated to premiere on Nickelodeon in 2018, but was left unaired. In 2019, Nickelodeon sold the distribution rights to Netflix, which released a film on August 9th, 2019. Hmm. I didn't know that came out. And That's then. Weird. And then here's the plot. You want to hear the plot? Yeah. Or is that going to ruin it for you? No, no, let's hear it. After being stuck in space for 20 years, Rocco and his friends return to a late 2010s era O-Town with modern amenities such as constantly updating touchscreen phones, radioactive energy drinks, food trucks, and coffee shops at every corner. Rocco, who does not share... Heifer and Filbert's enthusiasm for the 21st century attempts to get his favorite television show, The Fatheads, back on air, since it is the last remnant of his past. To do so, he goes on a quest to find Ralph Bighead, the show's creator. That sounds cool. It's interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I like that they're combining it with like the, the recent... It reminds me of um, the Brady Bunch movie. Yes! I love that. I yes! Love that. That, yes! Like, that was... That's how you do like a remake or something because you got to be kind of aware that you know it's a different time altogether. And the fact that they had like they didn't just like go ahead and make a Brady Bunch movie where it's like it's the Brady Bunch, but it's like it's the Brady Bunch in the '90s against the '90s. Yeah, I like the Brady Bunch movie. <coughs> oh yeah, I do too. Have you seen the sequel? Yes. The sequel yeah. was kind of weird. I re- I saw the sequel in the movie theater and I remember being like hugely disappointed. The only time that I remember being excited watching the sequel was uh, there was a scene where they were like at a hair salon and David Spade was one of the hairdressers. And I was like, that's oh. David Spade because I love David Spade. And mm-hmm. I was wicked psyched to see him. Ah, it's David Spade. But then the rest of the movie is like, this is so boring and stupid and pointless. Yeah, because it was just that one episode like in a movie form and they didn't like. Um, yeah, it was the uh, Hawaii, right? The Hawaii, yeah. 
And then, like, it didn't feel like they were doing, like, the whole, hey, here's the birdies in the modern times thing anymore. It was just, like, a Brady Bunch thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I loved, the fir- I loved that first movie because it, it was just hilarious how they kept, not- like, they kept their whole thing going in, like, 1990, what was it, three or four or whatever year it was. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> yeah, 94, 90. I think it was, might have been 95. Mm. If I remember correct, because I was in fifth grade when it came out. Maybe 94, 95. But, yeah, I, I I liked that. And I liked how it was, like, kind of like uh, the rest of the town thought that they were super weird. And then they yeah. had, like, <laughs> that drunk lady li- live next door that would hit on uh, <laughs> yep, Greg yep, yep. or whatever. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yep. that's a fun that was... way to do a, a remake or something. That was so funny. had that time period had, like, good, like, TV show to movies, like the Adams Family movies. And, mm-hmm. um my guilty pleasure the beverly hillbilly movie i love that movie that was an interesting movie i love that movie it's so stupid but it's gets me every time (laughs) i agree okay mary uh oh shit you know what what it's time for the mixtape oh all right mixtape okay uh allow me go first um Because I'm probably going to irritate some people here. Um, because <laughs> my song this week is a very recent song. Came out a f- few months ago. Uh, I'm sure it's still being played on the radio. And I'm sure you're all like, oh, I want to avoid this song. But I fucking love this song. And there's not a lot of newer stuff that I'm into. Um, this is one This this, this, this is one that I really, really like. And that is uh, the weekend's uh, blinding lights. Um, I don't know what that's. I've never. I don't think I've heard that. It's the song I posted it a couple of weeks ago, and I made a joke about. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how this song is about cocaine, but here's the song that I like oh, from the weekend. Yeah. And then I you didn't... said you found the lyric that said it could have been about cocaine. <laughs> well, I, I think it was pretty clearly about cocaine. It was like saying like um the slightest. Uh, I don't remember what the lyric was. Um. Yeah. Think about but, going through withdrawal and. But like, then you. But yeah, you said something, and I was like, okay, yeah, I guess that's. And the, that's like, about. it says something about like the slightest, the smallest love, or something like that. I have to look. Because all of his songs are about cocaine, it seems like. Um, What's the song called again? Blinding lights. The oh, weekend. Okay. Weekend. There's no e. The weekend. It's trying to give me blinded by the light. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped up like a douche, you know the <laughs> Yeah, see, it says, I've been, I'm going through withdrawals. You don't even have to do too much. You can turn me on with just a touch, baby. That's like, okay. you know, little bump of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. That. No, yeah, there it is. Yeah. I'm blinded by the so, light. Okay. You no, know, I can't sleep until I feel your touch. I said, ooh, I'm drowning in the night. Someone's staying up and doing coke all night long, not being able to sleep. I can see the light sun up in the sky, so I hit the road in overdrive. Yeah, like someone running, just doing cocaine all night long, running out of it, and then wanting to get more. The city's cold and empty. No one's around to judge me. I can't see clearly mm-hmm. when you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, the thing I like about the song, I'll, you know, I, 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 it's a very up-tempo, upbeat like kind of a throwback song to like the eighties almost it has like an eighties vibe to the song. Um, 
And I actually kind of I like that. I, I I thought he did a really good job with it because that's like his whole thing is like trying to do like throwback songs. Mm. And uh, I think he does it very well in this song. And again, I know this is probably played on the radio. You're probably all tired of hearing it, but I promise you, this is a very good jam song to just kind of put on, crank up, and just dance to it. And um, you could probably just ignore the lyrics. I mean, though I I sing along to the lyrics, but the the, the song, the beat, like everything to it. It's just awesome to me, and I I like it so much. So yeah, there's my pick: the weekend blinding lights. What's cool. yours, Mary? Mine would be. Let's see, I gotta. Oh, I don't need the year, I guess, because it's on '90s thing. Uh, mine is "Love Is the Losing Game" by Amy Winehouse on her Back Ooh. to Black album. It's a very pretty song. I have the record, and it's one of those songs that I kind of like looked over on the record. But the more you hear it, it's kind of mm. you know, it's very pretty, and I don't. know. That's my pick. I love that. What's it called again? Love is a losing game. Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. So those are our uh, mixtape picks for the week.
by inebriated people That's Kai with the cracking voice and Heather's touched by evil One thinks he's Spider-Man, the other is a ninja It's the Man I Love Film Podcast, it's the MILFCAST Hey everybody, I'm Kai And I'm Heather And we are the host of MILFCAST, the Man I Love Films Podcast The unofficial, official podcast of ManILoveFilms.com This is the podcast where we like to talk about what we've been watching, talk about movies But mainly we just like to drink, be silly and play a whole bunch of games. So we think every other week you should grab a drink, snuggle up, and let us make sweet love to your ears. Otherwise, we'll make sweet love to your couch. So come and find us on iTunes. Just search for MILFCAST. Alright, hear ye, hear ye. It is now the, uh, I call to order the Whatever Watches Film Club. Yes, it is time to talk about a movie. Uh, and this time it is Mary's Picks Again with Mad Love. Uh, the 1935 movie. <laughs> Going um, way back with this one. Yeah, we went way, way back with this one. Um, <clears throat> because there's like a thousand movies called Mad Love, apparently. <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, you had to like... It's also very... called The Hands of Orlock. I, which, now that I've seen the movie, I can see that. <laughs> I can see why it was called that. So, um, alright, um... Mary, let's talk about first. Um, well, no, let me do the plot synopsis first, then we'll get to that. So, just a very quick plot synopsis. Um, so, this movie stars Peter Lorre uh, at his baldest, and um, which really threw me off because I'm so used to seeing pictures of him with hair. Yeah. Um, so, him being bald in this was very strange, but um, it accentuates his strange face. Yeah, and so. Um, and so he plays a not a doctor, a professor, uh, who's like a very like good surgeon. He's like a very like top notch, brilliant surgeon who like operates and does these like like weird like transplants and whatever. He just operates on people and saves their lives. He's obsessed with uh, this chick, um, named uh, uh, Yvonne, who uh. Is is an actress in a uh, very strange torture play where she gets like <laughs> tortured, um, and this whole thing takes place in France, so I'm guessing it's a French thing. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't want to jump. I don't want to deviate yet. So uh, he uh, Peter Lorre, who plays Doctor Gogol. Uh, or no, professor. They keep they keep calling him professor in the movie, but IMDb says doctor. Hmm. I well, want to get on that IMDb because he was a surgeon. So, but they kept calling him professor, so they should just call him doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't go to medical school to be called uh, professor. <laughs> professor, yeah. So I'm calling him professor. Uh, That's what they kept second. saying in the movie. Hold on one second. What's right. up? Oh, I thought Jr. was talking to me. He's on the phone. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <clears throat> it's all right. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, Doctor Google or Professor Google, if you will, uh, is obsessed with Yvonne's care or just Yvonne in general, uh, to the point where um, he finds out that Yvonne is no longer going to be doing the show. She's leaving because it's the 1930s, so she got married, which means she can't work anymore. <laughs> and so. Um, so she, so she's uh, leaving, and this upsets uh, Google so much uh, that the wax statue of uh, Yvonne that was outside the theater uh, was going to be shipped away and, I guess, destroyed. And so he paid, like, extra money to have it delivered to his house. 
<laughs> which you gotta figure even like 1930 standards might be like kind of creepy <laughs> by any any time period standards that's <clears throat> creepy yeah so um so then uh uh yvonne's husband uh steven who's a uh a classically trained pianist um is on a train with a serial killer named rollo <laughs> <laughs> and then it was it was at this point in the movie I came to a realization then I even sent you a message in that this is a movie where it takes place in France but everyone's speaking English but I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to say that everyone's actually really speaking French but because <laughs> it's a, a movie they can't actually speak French so they're speaking English and I was that really weirded me out for a minute, because then they went out of their way to say, you know, this Rolo, he's an American. They're like, oh, the American. Yeah. Is, so and then I was like, wait a minute, we're in France. They don't speak. I mean, they speak English, but not like all the time. So they're really speaking French. It's like we're it's like we're being translated. It's like there's a translator. And Lloyd Transla- has an Austrian accent to add to the mix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's clearly like Yes. Yes. So um so the husband's on this train with the serial killer guy <laughs> and like and when I say off camera, I mean like super off camera, the train <laughs> crashes. Because it's literally <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, it's just like they're talking and then they're like, hey, the train crashed. <laughs> and then I was like, what? <laughs> and so Steven's hands gets like damaged in the crash. And so because, you know, he's a pizza pianist, that's how he makes his money. And so, so he's freaking out. The wife's freaking out. And so Yvonne uh, asks Dr. Google to uh, help him because he's a brilliant surgeon. And so um, his brilliant idea is to save his hands, uh, is to take Rolo's hands, who's being executed by guillotine. Like, that (laughs) tripped me the fuck out. Like, you know, I get it's the 1930s, but are they still doing guillotine in the 1930s? Those Frenchies love their guillotine. (laughs) Like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, man. So they guillotine the guy. Who, by the way, he didn't seem phased by any of it. He's just like, oh, this is so neat. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> so he gets guillotine. Uh, Gogol takes Rolo's body, takes the hands off of him, puts them on Steven's body. And then uh, then it, like, goes to this mon- not a mon- kind of It's kind of a montage, but kind of not, where they're, like, time's passing and he's trying to get over the hands and trying to get used to them. And, and I get, and I missed the part where they said that this is actually the dude's hands and not a transplant. Like, I guess like they're trying to hide the fact that <laughs> these are transplanted hands, even though there's an incision mark on his wrist. <laughs> like it was just so weird. And so then, um, Steven then gets this inclination to throw knives because that was what the killer did. He 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 killed people by throwing knives. He was like a th- knife throwing expert, and so now Steven suddenly has his urge to like just throw knives at people. And then the plot goes batshit insane. Well, I'll stop there for now. So that's basically the gist of the movie. Um, so Mary, uh, why do you like this movie? <laughs> 
very silly and very entertaining. And I don't know if you want like the old school ridiculousness of Peter Laurie, it's the movie to go to. It's I, I saw it. I fucking loved it. I was like, holy shit. More people need to see this movie. Mm. I thought it was like, it's just so over the top and it's so convoluted. It's like, okay, you got like this plot point and then this thing and he's got the wax figure and it comes to life and he's like talking to it. And, you know, it's, it's just insanity. The whole movie is just crazy. I mean, yeah, it's never boring. No, I no, I guess that's a fair point. I guess that's a fair point. Um and it's I only like, like an hour. It's it's just a little over an hour. Yeah. It's not a very long movie. It's a very fun movie. Like if you want some old school <clears throat> ridiculousness, like especially like around Halloween of like mad scientist type of shit, watch this movie. Watch this movie. It's good. And just cuz it's mm. in black and white doesn't mean anything. Just, oh, yeah, like, no. old people. A lot of people think that something black and white equals boring or like not worth watching. This movie's awesome. This movie's like totally silly and like you know just so stupid and like I don't know. It's just over <laughs> the top. Okay. Um, I thought it was all right. I I I don't know. I I I was just like, what is what is happening? <laughs> this is so <laughs> weird. Um. Because, like, okay, so there's all these scenes where Peter Lorre's uh, constantly ogling Yvonne, um, whether it's the real version or the statue that he's, he had put into his house. Um, and uh, uh, it just comes off as really unsettling. Like, it made me nervous to watch this movie. You I was really... See, he can be, you know, like... He's really good at like the over the top Renhoic comedic type. You stuff. were saying that to me, and then I heard it in this movie. He said something very specific. I already forgot what it was, and I it totally seemed like something Ren would say. Well, that's what they based him on. That's who um, they based the voice and attitude on of Ren that he was supposed to be based on Peter Laurie. You can really see it, and he looks like him. Yeah, and, especially um, in this movie. What? Especially in this movie. Yeah, I think that's like at the. If you want to see where, like, the character of Ren originated, just go and watch this movie. You will totally see him. Yeah. And also, like I was saying, is he can be very scary, Peter Lorre. If you see the movie M, um, mm. it's actually the very first movie ever made about a serial killer, and he plays a, a guy who murders little girls, and uh. it's very creepy. It's very german movie but i have always wanted to see that i just never got around to it it's good it's good um it's kind of a slow burn for a while but Mm. like it kind of like it's really compelling in the beginning and then it kind of like gets kind of chugs along in the middle but then by the end (laughs) it, it all comes and it's very you know it gets good but he's very creepy in that he's not in it for a whole lot um Mm -hmm. he has very limited screen time but He's very, very creepy. And okay. it's interesting that it's the very first movie about a serial killer. So if you like that. That stuff. is interesting, yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, so what else? Um, okay, let's talk, let's talk about the housekeeper. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about her, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so he has... Peter Lorre's character has his housekeeper who's, like, drunk, like, all the time. Like, all the time, she's just hammered. And, I mean, like, to the point where she's slurring her words 
and she can't walk right. And there's even a part where she's seeing double, like her vision <laughs> gets doubled. And she, and then to top that off, she constantly has like a like a parakeet or a parrot or <laughs> some kind of bird like on her shoulder at all times. There are no small rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly what this feeling like here. Um, but I thought like she was like the best comic relief in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like it was just so awesome. Um, and then the reporter, the reporter guy, kind of made me laugh too. Um, so uh, there's this guy who, by the way, I totally thought was the same actor that played Rolo. It might have been, was it? It wasn't, but they look fucking identical. (laughs) Like, they got, like, the, like, you know, like, MST3K would call, like, the the meat face. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they had the meat face. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they totally, the both of them had the exact same, like, face. Uh, but the reporter guy talked like a night, like a like a most stereotypical like nineteen forties reporter. He'd be like, like, see here, I need to get a scoop. I need to get a scoop about the body. <laughs> yeah, see, and I need to get in the house and see what he's up to. I'm gonna get fired if I don't do this right. See, yeah, look, yeah. I need you, James. I need a scoop and I need it right now. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> how he talked. Like there is something to that stereotype because that is exactly how he talked. Where did that come from? Is, it, is that really how people talk back then? Yeah, I don't know. Like it had. I almost feel like for some reason they made them talk like that in the movies, but because all we have in the present day to go off of, of the 1930s are movies, so we just think that's how they talked all the time. All women are dames. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a fine dame right there. I'm gonna get a scoop on her and go back to the because uh, it's not like they had like you know. Like nowadays, we film everything on our phone and shit, so it's not like no one was doing that back in the 30s. They had so all we have to paper and like you know, yeah, with the visor for some so reason. So all we get to go off are these movies where we just where we think, okay, I guess they talked like that in the 30s. That's really weird going <laughs> around in real everyday life. Like, hey, see that dame over there? She's got a she's got a 23 skidoo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm like what? <laughs> Back when the um the transatlantic accent was popular, like all those yes. people talking very yes, strangely, yes. like yeah, 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 yes. Um, so okay, well, I didn't even get to the report. So yeah, the report is trying to get the scoop. He's trying to figure out what's going on, um, with uh the with the prof- professor because he wants to get a st- he wants he wants the professor to write about his exploits in um you know helping people and doing body stuff or whatever. And so he's constantly like around like the professor's house dealing with this drunk housewife <laughs> or housemate, sorry, housemate. And um and yeah, he's just funny. Uh there's this weird like threes company type thing where he he's asking the housemaid about the about the serial killer, but she thinks he's talking about the wax statue. <laughs> and so she's like like, yeah, no, he's got it up in his room, and he combs the hair, like, all the time. And the reporter's like, he combs his hair? And then she's like, yeah, he combs the he combs the hair all the time. I love the voiceover that they have of, like, Peter Lorre talking to himself when he goes crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each man kills the one he oh, loves. It's like, what? Where did you thing. get that from? So, yeah, that's the thing about this movie. That's conclusion. 
So, okay, so I know Peter Lorre is very notorious for playing, like, the bad guy and his creepy guy or whatever. But, like, I was kind of waiting for the turn to happen because he was kind of being a decent person. He's being creepy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He's being creepy with the whole statue in his room thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, he's <laughs> he's infatuated with Yvonne, right? And so he's, like, madly in love with her and, you know, thinks he's going to date her or whatever. Then he finds out she's married. So then his world crawls crashes so now my thought was like okay now he's just gonna like kidnap her or some fucking shit because that's peter Lorre's shit that's what he does but then no he doesn't he just kind of respects that oddly enough even though he's hurt he's like like, i'll just do with the wax figure yeah so he takes the wax figure right then finds out that okay so then she brings the husband to him so now i'm thinking oh so now he's gonna kill the husband like while operating i'm like oops no he died oh no that's terrible no he doesn't even do that like i gotta say i gotta hand it to his character he like you know as much as in love he was with this chick he didn't like let that get in the way of actually trying to help somebody. You know and what I mean? He, yeah, and he was also like helpful like to the children at the beginning when he's like yeah, yeah. operations like he cares. Although about- that was funny too because he's like with this kid and <laughs> and he's like we got to be quiet. This kid's sleeping. She hasn't slept in days or whatever. And then he gets this phone call and it's from I don't remember who it was from. And he oh it's like the police the chief of police or something. And he he finds out he gets to go to the execution of the uh serial killer, which makes him happy. Kind of another creepy thing. Um <laughs> and then he goes, "What? I get to go?" And then wakes the kid up. <laughs> the kid like wakes up. <laughs> like that made me laugh so much. <laughs> um so then, okay, so then, yeah, so I'm thinking he's going to kill the husband, but no, he actually switches out the hands. Um, and then he finds out that the the husband has this urge to, like, throw knives and kill people. So then, and then uh, he kind of plays into that, and he's like, yeah. Oh, first off, he's like, no, I don't know where, you know, those are your hands, totally your hands. I didn't just get those from a dead body. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, despite the fact... Why do hands have like a sentience to them? I don't know. Like, like you can't like that's not you know it's not like you're swapping brains. It's like why would the hands want to do something? They don't have. <clears throat> it's like the hands have like a memory of what the previous guy did. <laughs> yeah, and that's just all he wants to do. <laughs> So then um, Yvonne, like, one point is just like, no, I don't like you. I hate you. You're a creep and a weirdo and get out of here and all this stuff. And um, uh, so then that breaks his heart. And then he then he goes crazy. Then 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 he starts seeing like versions of himself in the mirror saying like, you know, (laughs) oh, you must you must hurt the ones you love and stuff like that. So then he convinces the, the, the husband that, yeah, no, you need to just give in to these urges. This must have been something you've been repressing this entire time. Even going to the point of pretending to be the dead serial killer <laughs> in a weird-ass costume oh, and yeah. saying... Oh, yeah, like, the thing on his face and, like, yeah. And he had the mechanical arms, and he's like, look... He took my hands and gave them to you. So now you must go and kill. He doesn't say that bluntly, but that's basically <laughs> what he's saying. And so then the dude's, the husband's dad or stepdad, they, I don't know, they, they kept switching that around for some reason, um, got killed. 
And so then everyone thinks it was uh, the husband because they had a fight like the day before about money. There's this whole weird subplot about how they they're they're giving all their like money and belongings, I guess, to pay for the surgery. But then Peter Laurie's like, "No, I'm not doing it for the money." So what are they doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like how are they? I, I don't know. I didn't understand that part, but. Anyway, regardless, um, so he convinces the guy that, yeah, you should go kill people. But then Peter Laurie ends up killing the dad. And then uh, Yvonne, who's like freaking out because uh, the husband got arrested for the murder, uh, goes to uh, the dock to, you know, to Peter Laurie's place. She finds the, oh no, the, the fucking housemaid thinks the statue came to life. <laughs> and got out of the room and so she's like you need to go back into the room (laughs) and then when she starts talking she freaks the fuck out and runs to the cops and the cops are like yeah sure drunk lady of swag statue came to life and started talking to you let's let's take you back to the let's take you to the precinct so then so then uh yvonne then takes the place of the uh wax statue and by the way Anytime it showed the wax statue, like in, you know, Peter Laurie's house, it was actually the actress standing there. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of neat. Like, yeah. that was really good on her to do that. Like, you know, un- until they got to the part where then they're both for the same room at the same time, then it was, like, very clearly a dummy, like, <laughs> in the spot. But, like, I thought that was kind of cool, like, actually having the actress, like, stand for the for the statue. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. So then, anyway, she, she the, the real person takes the place of the wax statue. Peter Laurie comes home, like, raving about his maniacal plan. And he basically does, like, a James Bond villain where he's, like, talking his plan out to the dummy. And he's like, like, yeah, so I made the husband think that it's his hands and told him to give until the urges to kill when I'm the one who actually killed the father. And now he's going to go to jail and then she's going to be all mine. The most clever way to <laughs> provide exposition. Yes. So the cops then, and then I love the cops had to like leap to this conclusion of, uh, well, obviously it's the it's the professor doing this because we did the fingerprints of uh, the husband and they don't match, but they match the husband of the serial killer that got executed. And then the reporter's like, hey, there's some kinky shit going on in this house. You should come <laughs> check it out. <laughs> and, so the, and so because the reporter said that, the cops are like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess we'll go do that. So they go, and I love this. There's this part. I feel like I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I love this part where the, the cops are going to the house and they're like, no, there's no hurry. Just take your time. <laughs> take your time. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's getting strangled. <laughs> by the doctor. I'm sorry. I'm talking way too much. <laughs> um, okay. We're getting to the end here. So, um, so they eventually, you know, get to the house, the, the room that, Peter Laurie and the wife is in is locked. And so the husband uses his newfound powers of throwing knives to, to throw a knife at Peter Laurie's back. Um, and then I love old movies only for the fact that when the care, when a character dies, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> like it just says, ah, he like it literally went, Peter Laurie went, ah, the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there anything you need that you want to add to that, Mary? No, no, other than 
I quite like that movie. I'm glad okay. that we it came up. <laughs> All right. I just talked a whole lot. I feel kind of bad now. No, don't worry about including. it. Okay. Um, okay. So I, again, I overall kind of liked it. I didn't, I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, it was just so weird and things were just very strange and it took me, and it made me nervous. Like the movie made me nervous because I just kept like waiting. Now that I know what's going to happen, I'll probably be okay to rewatch it. But I was just like, he's going to do something to the husband it's- or it's like a movie that I feel like if you're going to be somebody that loves all movies and cinema, you have to see at least once because, you know, I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> so, all right. Um, well, if there's nothing else, that's it. That's our that's our take on Mad Love from, what did I say, 1932? 4? 35. 35. Uh, with Peter Laurie. Okay. Uh, so now it's the time where we pick a new movie. Um, I normally, we, we would normally go to the list that we made uh, to pick one, but I want to do something different. I want it for October, because this year has been a shit show of a year, I want to just go ahead and just go full on into the Halloween spirit. I just want to do all of October, every ep- episode, for except for one that's going to be coming out next week. Um, um, uh, there's one where, uh, we're not going to be doing this, but every other episode in October, we are going to do something creepy. We're going to do something scary, something creepy. Um, and I want that to, uh, go into the movie that we discuss. So, um, I picked three movies that Mary said she hadn't seen. That's not what I meant to hang on. I typed in the wrong thing. That's what I wanted. Okay. Um, so I picked three horror movies that Mary hasn't seen. And I'm going to randomly pick one using our random thing picker. Um, and these are three movies that I picked. Uh, these are ones that I have seen. And these are ones that I love. And I would be okay about talking about any of them. Uh, my, the picks that I'm doing is uh, Sleepaway Camp. The Changeling, and the Changeling, I'm just to stress, is the George C. Scott one from the 80s. There's a couple of movies called The Changeling. I want to stress it's the 80s version uh, with George C. Scott and then The Reanimator. Uh, so those are all three very different movies, but they all got like a spooky theme to it, and I'm looking forward to talking about any of them. And I'm going to hit it, and we are doing... <laughs> Okay, we're doing Sleepaway Camp. All right. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, God, I love this movie so much. Um, I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> uh, so you know nothing about Sleepaway Camp? No. Like the movie? Nothing Nothing about no. it? No, nothing. Not the, not, the, not, the, not the ending? Not anything? Nothing. Absolutely. Yes! Nothing. Yes! <laughs> Oh yes! Zero information on this movie. That is, that is the best way to go into Sleepaway Camp perfect way to go into it so i cannot wait so that is going to be our october movie of the month for the whatever watches film club uh october we're just going to do a bunch of creepy spooky shit i don't got everything planned yet but it should be a good scary time um yeah i don't know what exactly we're gonna do yet we're gonna do some creepy pastas i know that we'll probably do some true crime stuff uh that's a big hit uh yeah so i look forward to that I do want to say this though. I do got an interesting show note. 
Um, next episode you that will be after this one that you're hearing now, uh, we have a very exclusive interview uh, with a guy who made a movie back in the 80s, I think. Maybe early 90s. It was 90s. Yeah, it might have been early 90s. Uh, the movie ended up on Mystery Science Theater 3000. The movie was called Time Chasers. And um, the guy who made the movie, his name is David Giancola. And so I have reached out to him, and he has agreed to come on our little podcast. So we are going to have him as a guest next week. And I am beyond excited. An actual notable person. I can't believe that. That's I feel like we have a celebrity coming on. Yeah. Like this is this is huge for us. <laughs> Certainly a celebrity to Misty's. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. So if you are a Mystery Science Theater three thousand fan, do not miss next week. Uh, we are going to ask him questions about time chasers, um, stuff about you know being a you know doing a movie that's on MST three K. Uh, he's got a new movie. We're going to talk about that. And then we're just going to have some silly fun with him. So uh, that will be next week. So p- please stay tuned. Um, check us out. Subscribe to us. Follow us on Spotify and wherever else we got our podcast. So I just want to throw that out there right now. Uh, okay. We got our movie. Uh, we're done. Let's wrap up the show. All right. Uh Whatever with Jay Soto is hosted by me, Jason Soto, and my co-host, Mary Mitchell. I can be found on Twitter at WhateverJSoto, on Instagram at whatever WhatevsJason, or you can email the show. Email your fanfic, email your fan art, uh, <laughs> anything like that. Email it to WhateverJasonSoto at gmail.com. Uh, just please be be pretty respectful you know, with it. Like, don't go super crazy. <laughs> with the sexual stuff um you can do mild sexual stuff just don't go very crazy with it all right just please just for our sake just please um uh whatever jsoto at gmail.com you should also go to whatever with jsoto.com uh we got a website there now i we're gonna be posting some stuff there probably pretty soon uh, but for now, if you know you want to check out the episodes, you can check it out there. I got some old stuff that I wrote is on there. You can check that out. And then there is the Facebook page, facebook.com slash groups slash whatever with Jason Soto. Uh, check us out on YouTube, uh, whatever with Jason Soto on YouTube. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you find high-quality podcasts like this one here. The mixtape intro song was made by a friend of the show, Lackey, uh, which you can find on his SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash actionbyhavoc. The beginning and ending song is Liam Lynch's United States of Whatever from the album Fake Songs. We don't exactly have permission to use the song, but motherfuckers, we got fair use on our side. So come on, bring it, do it. I dare you. Go ahead on. I dare you. I double dare you. Do it. Uh, Patreon members, you made this show possible. We want to thank you very much. Chris R, AfterCredits.com. Thank, thank you, Chris R. Uh, Vern from Cinema Recall. You Thanks, rock, Vern. as always, Vern. Thank you, Vern. Bill Zaney. Thank you, Bill, thank you. very, very much. Uh, Mary's friend. Um, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tam. I'm going to give the Chicago stank on it, Tam. <laughs> uh, Big Mike Mendez. Thank you so much, you, Mike. Mike. You you are cool as always. And, of course, our mysterious benefactor, thank Silent you. Partner. 
I feel like I gotta say like in a whisper now. Mysterious, mysterious benefactor, silent partner. Uh, make a fan. Ooh, make a fan. Ooh, make fan art and or fan fiction of who you think the mysterious yes. benefactor is. Yes. I want you to do that. that Please, for the love of God, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, hey, if you want to be a badass like these guys, and you want to help us get to our goals to make us watch shitty movies. Go to patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. Five bucks, at least, at least five bucks will get you will get you in on the coolness. You get to hear episodes a full week before they're released, and you get to help us reach our goal. So please, patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. Mary, thank you so much as always thank for, you for uh me. Being my co-host and yes. for doing this show with me, I very much appreciate you. I, I, I bow, I bow to you. To you. My I bow to you. Uh, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, for commenting, liking, all that good stuff. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, mask up, wash your goddamn hands, keep your head in the clouds and your feet in the mud. Adios. Farewell. Ooh, fancy. Cause this is my United States or whatever And this is my United States or whatever